0: Welcome back everybody to Episode 8 of the DC Comics News Podcast. I am Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to bring you all the news in the world of DC Comics. Starting off with movie news, we have some big casting announcements for the upcoming Birds of Prey film. Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Journey Smollett-Bell have been cast as Huntress and Black Canary for the upcoming film. Uh, we still have uh yet to hear about who will be playing Cassandra Kane and Renee Montoya but i think these two names are are really going to bring something special to this film um Mary Elizabeth Winstead is a she's a fantastic actress uh i i've loved her ever since uh Scott Pilgrim versus the World she's fantastic in that um and, and she's been fantastic in, in everything else that i've seen her in pretty much uh, Journey Smollett Bell, I really don't know much about, but you know, obviously they saw something in her, and I do like that they are you know taking the chance to diversify this character. You know, they're bringing a black actress to play Black Canary, which I think is really cool because you know the color of, her, of Black Canary's skin it's not something that's integral to who she is at her core. So I I, I, I love when they do stuff like that. You know, you find something you kind of you, it, it branches things out because when a lot of these characters were created you know it was it was back in the you know in some cases in the 30s and 40s and in most cases you know in the 60s a lot of these characters were created and you know so a lot of them were white you know and that's just the way it, just just the way it was so I like seeing you know different takes on these characters I know a lot of people out there, you know, we would disagree, but, you know, it is what it is. Get with the times, man. Uh, Kathy Yan is directing uh, Birds of Prey and it is being described as an R-rated girl gang film with the following synopsis. After splitting up with the Joker, Harley Quinn and three other female superheroes, Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya come together to save the life of a little girl, Cassandra Kane, from an evil crime lord. Now, it's being reported that the crime lord uh, in, in question is Black Mask. And uh, I, that, that's one of the things that's making me the most excited for this film. Black Mask is one of my favorite uh, DC villains. He's very underappreciated. A lot of people you know, don't know who he is, have never heard of him. He did get uh, a couple instances in the animated films, and after those films, I, I thought maybe he was going to have a resurgence, but it never really happened. So I'm I'm hoping with this film that they can do him justice, and uh, it'll really kind of bring Black Mask to the forefront as far as DC villains go. <clears throat> And speaking of Black Mask, DC is supposedly eyeing Ewan McGregor and Charlton Copley to take on the role of the ruthless mob boss. Now, I love Ewan McGregor and I think he could definitely do great in this role, but it's Charlton Copley is the one that's really sticking out to me. He's a very unique kind of actor. He's fantastic. Uh, if you've ever seen District Nine, you'd, you'll know he's great. And, and I've seen him in a lot of other things. He's very kind of like I said before. He's unique. Um, he's got a he's got a unique type of voice, and I think that'll actually really lend itself well to a character like Black Mask. Um, I, I definitely think he he really dives into the to the characters that he plays. And I would be extremely happy if someone like Charlotte Copley was cast in this role. Uh, Birds of, Ple- of Prey is slated to hit theaters on February 7th, 2020. So keep an eye out for that. And as soon as we hear um, any more casting news about Cassandra Cain or Renee Montoya, anything like that, we'll definitely let you know. Uh, the other movie story that we have for this week is that we re- we've we got another new image of Joaquin Phoenix from the Joker film. Uh, in this new image that was released, he is dressed uh, as a normal looking, you know, like a, a classic looking clown, um, which a lot of people thought was kind of weird. And they're like, well, you know, the, why would the Joker look like that? in my opinion that's not what's happening here he is he he's a clown and this is before he becomes the joker is what i'm assuming and there's a behind the the scenes paparazzi video uh, of him in this clown outfit he's in a phone booth he's you know he's on the phone you know you can't hear anything obviously but you can see that He's distraught, you know, he gets upset, he places his head on the glass. Like, whatever this call is about, it, 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 it's upsetting him. And what I'm, what I think is going on, I mean, I guess you could consider the spoilers if, it's, if it ends up being true, but because in the film, he's taking care of his sick mother. So, my assumption is that this scene, in this scene, his mother dies you know he finds out that his mother's dead um, and and so he he's distraught and I I have a feeling this is what will trigger him to f- fall deeper down and become the joker now I mean I love that Warner Brothers has decided to start releasing these images because if you've noticed you get you know an image is released and then... Either later that day or the following day, uh, you know, a paparazzi video and photos are released of that. Essentially, of that image that was released. The first one was of Joaquin as Arthur with no makeup. Then there was a video of him with no makeup. Then we got the test footage of him with the makeup on. Then we got the video in the subway of him with the same makeup on. Now we got this uh, image of him in, in the traditional clown outfit, followed by a video of him in that traditional clown outfit. They're, so you see, you know, they're they're trying to get ahead of these paparazzi videos because they know it's going to happen. You know, they don't. You know, so they're planning this. They they're getting these images out there before they start filming these scenes, so that they can be the ones to give the fans the images first. In, in, in the way that they want them to be seen, which I applaud them in doing. I think it's a great strategy and it's honestly it's been making I know it's been making me and a lot of other fans out there really really excited for this upcoming Joker movie comes out October 4th of 2019. So we've got just over you know just over a year a year and a couple days um, from now, It'll be hit in theaters, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. And we're going to move on to our TV and streaming news. Uh, The Arrowverse crossover has officially received a title, and it'll be called Elseworlds. It's pretty interesting. Also, uh, the Monitor has been cast for the crossover, and it'll be played by LaMonica Garrett. Uh, The Monitor holds considerable significance among DC Comics fans and is one of the cosmic characters at the heart of the universe-shaping miniseries Crisis on Infinite Earths. So with the Monitor being cast and the title being revealed to be Elseworlds, this kind of puts a little hindrance in what everybody was thinking that this crossover was going to be very grounded it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like that anymore. But before, you know, you had Batwoman, Lois Lane coming in, you had Nora Freeze coming in, stuff like that, being set in Gotham with Arkham Asylum and everything. It seemed like it was going to be a, a more kind of street-level type of crossover in comparison to the other ones that dealt with aliens or, you know, the multiverse and things like that. But now with this Oh well, I mean the Elseworlds Worlds thing, it could could you know that could still have lent itself to a, a, a street level type of crossover, a street level type of story. Um but what it makes me wonder is like, is this not going to be in continuity? Because the Else World stories traditionally in the comics are not set inside of continuity whatsoever. So it makes me wonder if this crossover is just not going to be part of continuity, and if that's the case, it's kind of like what, almost like what's the point? It'll probably be an interesting thing to watch, but it's almost like what's the point of it? And then you have the monitor coming in, big cosmic character, like I said, uh, you know, significant in Crisis on Infinite Earths are they going to try are they going to lean themselves towards something similar to to a crisis on infinite earths where you know these various earths you know end up colliding like so it's an else world which means it's probably just on a different earth that we don't we haven't seen yet and then they all collide and become you know and things die and they become one i don't know well you know it's interesting I'm starting to be almost become a little hesitant on this crossover because they're just throwing so much at us. So I'm, I'm just not sure now where they're going. I thought I had an idea of where this story was going to go, and now I'm, I'm, I honestly don't know. So we got about two more months before we'll find out. The three-part uh, crossover comes out this December with The Flash airing on December 9th arrow on december 10th and supergirl finishing it up on december 11th uh let me know what you guys think in the comments uh you know send me send me a message on twitter on facebook anywhere let me know what you guys think of this uh this crossover and the news do you think that it'll be that more grounded what do you think uh the you know what role do you think the monitor will play in this uh in these episodes I'm I'm interested to find out uh, what you guys think. Let me know. Next up, we have some DC Universe Originals news. Jennifer Beals has signed on to, uh, to a role in Swamp Thing. Beals will appear in the show in a recurring guest role spot as Sheriff Lucilia Cable. Described as tough as nails and pragmatic, Cable's fierce devotion to her son Matt is rivaled only by her sworn duty to serve and protect the town of Marius. As the community she has dedicated her life to defending is beset by strange forces, she must double down in her efforts to safeguard everyone she holds dear. Swamp Thing is one of those uh, the, the originals that I'm actually looking most forward to um it, i love the character i love the stories and w- after hearing that they're thinking uh, that, that it's most likely going to be based on the anatomy lesson it makes me really excited to see it um this casting news i mean it doesn't really move the needle all that much for me i don't really know the, the actress that much and uh the character from what i understand is is being made for the show. So, you know, it doesn't really move the needle all that much for me, but, you know, it, I'm glad that they're filling out the cast for the show and, it's, it's, and it's, the production is moving along. So, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, optimistic about that. Next up, Netflix has acquired the international rights for Titans. According to Variety, Netflix has acquired the international streaming rights to the DC Universe series Titans. With this news... Also, came a brand new trailer for the series with the Netflix logo. Um, this new series, uh, this new trailer has uh, some new footage in it. Uh, I, I really dug it. It was also earlier in the week we got uh, four 30 second character teasers, uh, one for each of the main characters Robin, Raven, Starfire, and Beast Boy. Um, some of the footage from those teasers and wound up in this trailer. I you know i definitely you gotta go check them out check out the new trailer and uh and check out these uh character teasers i really dug it i'm I'm really enjoying what they're doing with the show you get a little you get a whole lot more uh, insight into starfire into uh you know what's going on with that character and it's different it seems a little bit you know she's was experimented on, she can't remember, you know, like where she's from or anything like that. So, I think that's really really interesting. She's kind of almost like relearning her powers. Um so I'm that's actually got me more intrigued for the show. I'm still a little hesitant on the character of Starfire. I I just have to wait and see, you know, how how she plays out in the actual show. But I'm I'm digging what I'm seeing overall. You actually get to see Beast Boy do a, a transformation, and I really I thought it would look really cool. Uh, you know, it was awesome. So, and you got to see more from Raven, and obviously uh, from Robin. You get to hear a little bit more about uh, in the, in the full trailer. You get to hear a little bit more about uh, Robin about Dick Grayson and his past. So, you know, I I'm excited to see the show it comes out uh, in like a week and a half. So, we'll definitely be uh, doing reviews for each episode of that, so keep keep, keep an eye out for those, and uh, I'll, I'll be talking about it on the podcast as well. Uh, the show actually will premiere at New York Comic Con uh, this coming Wednesday, uh, to, which is tomorrow, actually, and then it will debut in the U.S. on the DC Universe on October 12th, and no date has been announced as of yet for the Netflix release. But you know, for all those international listeners out there, you out, you know they heard you, and you're gonna at least get it out on Netflix. Hopefully, they'll be able to get the app rolling internationally sometime soon, you know, sometime probably in 2019, you know, in order to get the other shows up on the network for everybody internationally. I'm, I'm really hoping that they that they do that. I I don't know why they only rolled it out in the US, but you know, at least they're doing something to allow people outside of the US to watch, you know, these new shows. So Next up, we're going to move on to comic book news. The Green Lantern number 1 is set to get a midnight release. Hal Jordan's spacefaring adventures enter a new age in November with The Green Lantern No. 1, the debut issue of the new 12-issue series by writer Grant Morrison and artist Liam Sharp. Now DC Comics has revealed that comic shops will be holding midnight release parties on November 7th. Green Lantern No. 1 and other key DC titles will be on sale at midnight at participating stores. The synopsis for the, this title is as follows. In the debut issue, when Earth space cop Hell Jordan encounters an alien hiding in plain sight, it sets off a chain of events that rocks the Green Lantern Corps and quite possibly the multiverse at large to its very core. There's an intergalactic conspiracy afoot, as well as a traitor in the GL Corps' ranks. So strap in for more mind-bending adventures in this masterpiece in the making. Uh, this I love Green, Green Lantern is my favorite uh, hero specifically Kyle Rayner but I do love Hell Jordan I do love anything uh, Green Lantern related and from what I understand this is going to be kind of like uh, almost like a like a police procedural type of story which I'm really interested in because usually with the Green Lantern books it's very big you know very wide scale very big cosmic you know, world-threatening, universe-threatening, and to kind of bring this kind of back down to a more procedural style. uh, It's different, and it intrigues me, and I'm definitely going to be checking this one out come November. We also have Batman Curse of the White Knight coming in 2019. The highly anticipated follow-up to Sean Murphy's Batman White Knight sees the Joker recruiting a savage partner to help him, in, help him expose a shocking revelation about the Wayne family's legacy and run Gotham into the ground. As Batman rushes to protect the city and his loved ones from the corrupt conspiracy, the mystery of his ancestry unravels and deals a devastating blow to the Dark Knight. Exciting new villains and unexpected allies will clash across history in this unforgettable chapter of the White Knight saga, and the truth about the blood they shed will shake Gotham to its very core. Now for those who haven't read it, Batman White Knight flips the world of the Cape Crusader on its head. It introduces us to Jack Napier, the one-time Joker who has now been cured of his madness and is uh, on a mission to save Gotham City from Batman, who he views as the city's biggest danger. And most provocative of all, Jack just may be right. White Knight's Batman is truly unhinged and has been even more terrifying than the villains he puts down. Murphy wrote and drew the original series, and he'll do the same for Curse of the White Knight, which looks like it'll introduce Asriel to the mix. But which side the longtime Bat ally might find himself on in the upside down world of White Knight remains to be seen. Batman Curse of the White Knight will be released under DC Black Label in 2019. Now, this one I am pumped for. Batman White Knight was a fantastic series, and I am so glad that it got moved over to Black Label and that Sean Murphy is turning this into a saga. You know, he's coming up with m- multiple chapters to this series, and I can't wait to read Curse of the White Knight. It's one of my most anticipated uh, stories for next year, so definitely check this one out when it hits stands. Next up is a new uh, segment that I'm introducing, and it's called The Spinner Rack. In The Spinner Rack, I will be discussing my top five picks for uh, new release comics coming out this Wednesday. I'm going to start off with Batman the Max, Arkham Dreams number one. Batman must face the strangest and most bizarre adventure of his career as he meets comic's strangest and most bizarre hero, The Max. IDW and DC Comics proudly present the most surreal, quirky, and wonderful crossover of all time and the first new The Max story in more than a decade. A devious new doctor at Arkham Asylum is conducting unconventional experiments into the human psyche and he kicks off a chain reaction of disaster when he experiments on Arkham's newest patient, The Max. The city of Gotham is starting to merge with the Max's psychedelic mental landscape, known as the Outback, blurring the line between the real and the unreal. It's up to Batman to save not just Gotham, but all of rea- reality. And he and the Max are going to have to travel through some of the darkest places imaginable the twisted minds of Batman's greatest enemies. Join Batman and the Max on an off-kilter and unforgettable romp through the diabolical consciousnesses of Batman's greatest foes. Legendary artist Sam Keith returns to his greatest creation, the Max, and returns to Gotham as well, assisted by multi-Eisner award-winning writer John Lehman. Next up is Border Town Number 2. After barely surviving a supernatural showdown at Jack in the Box, the kids regroup over nachos to debate what to do when your town is overrun by monsters of myth. Frank's freaked and wants to go to the cops. Julieta can't, can't because her family's undocumented. Amy wants to know the secrets of the underworld. And Quinte must just, might just be hungry. Meanwhile, El Chupacabra crosses the border between worlds, bringing with him an unspeakably terrifying force to Devil's Fork. My next recommendation is Nightwing number 50. Night terrors begin here. The big issue number 50 kicks off an epic four part story that brings together critical moments of fear and doubt from the past and present. A young Dick Grayson hopes to escape the shadow of the Bat and earn the title of Nightwing, while an older Dick Grayson must deal with a blow he did not see coming. A common enemy unites the time the timelines, the Scarecrow, as you've never seen him before. The story goes deep into the mythology and nightmarish development of Dr. Jonathan Crane. And spinning out of recent issues of Nightwing comes Batman number 56, The Dark Knight's looking to drop both the hammer and sickle on the KG Beast, whose rampage across Gotham City takes a toll on Nightwing when he's injured in the fray. Blaming himself for his ward's fate, Batman gets gets grimmer than usual and vows to take the Russian assassin down like the Berlin Wall. Is even Gotham ready for that much violence? The streets will run red like borscht if the Dark Knight gets his way against the Soviet scourge. My final recommendation is Wonder Woman Justice League Dark, The Witching Hour, number one. Just in time for Halloween, it's The Witching Hour, a five-part weekly event that will rewrite the future of the DC's magical heroes. Hecate, the witch goddess of magic, always knew a day would come when the monsters she stole her magic from would return. Now she must activate the witch marked. Humans within whom she secreted vast stores of power, and the most powerful of them, which marked Wonder Woman. One more uh, that I wanted to kind of put out there, it's not a single issue like the rest of these have been. Um, it's 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 actually a graphic uh, graphic novel. It's Wonder Woman Earth One Volume Two comes out this wednesday it reads for years diana of paradise island yearned to leave the only home she knew behind for adventures that laid beyond its shores now after a fateful meeting with air force pilot steve trevor the amazon warrior finds herself in man's world and she is ready for anything that it may throw at her but is the world ready for wonder woman an American government fraught with dissension and conflicts foreign to Diana has deemed her a danger to society. How will Wonder Woman carry out her mission of peace and love in a world that can't get out of its own way? That is, unless there's a more insidious forces at play. Now, these are some great suggestions uh, for everybody to read. One of my fate like I started reading... Um, I, I grabbed Bordertown last month and, and, and read it, and I was like, this is very interesting. It's coming from Vertigo. It's very different. It's not your typical uh, uh, comic book. It's it's not superheroes and all that stuff, which is what I love about you know the Vertigo books and stuff like that. And I wasn't sure if I was going to really be into it, but it was really cool. Uh, the art is great. It, it's really well written. So that's definitely one that... You should absolutely check out, and then you'll know, hit up Border Town Number Two. Um, but this Batman: The Max Arkham Dreams—I'm super intrigued. But I've—I've I've heard of the Max. I never read any uh, of the of the Max stuff uh, from IDW. But I love when they do crossovers with other companies, so I'll definitely be checking this one out. And I hope you guys do as well. And the last thing I want to talk about a little bit about, New York Comic Con is coming up this week, and there's a whole lot of stuff going on. We've got tons of panels. Uh, spotlight panels for... You know Tom King's got one. Brian Michael Bendis has one. Uh, there's a panel with Dave Gibbons. You've got uh, the DC Universe panel. There's a Superman 80th anniversary panel. There's a panel for... Batman: The Animated Series. I mean, there's a little bit of everything for everybody. Uh, I'm me, and some of my other uh, staff will be at uh, New York Comic Con. You know, covering some of the news, getting uh, interviews with some of the show stars and some of the uh, writers and artists on the books. So definitely keep an eye out for all of our news. If you head over to our main page on www.dccomicsnews.com. Uh, we'll have a banner up there for uh, New York Comic Con. You know, It's linked to uh, all of our coverage. You'll just click that, and it'll take you right to our uh, New York Comic Con coverage. And I'll, I'll definitely be doing a post-Comic Con uh, episode of the podcast, so don't worry about that. I will be back next Tuesday with another episode. I'm not going to uh, miss it because of, of Comic Con or anything like that, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of great news coming out of it. A lot of great stuff. And uh, I'll probably put uh, an interview or two on the podcast. Um, we'll kind of see how, how it goes with everything uh, that I get. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, keep an eye on our Twitter. It's uh, at DC Comics News. I'll be posting uh, updated news and, and things like that that come out of the event as it goes on. I'll probably be posting pictures and things like that as well. So keep an eye on that. And be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to DC Comics News Podcast. And uh, if, if you like what you're hearing, you know, give us a five-star rating and uh, give us a review. It, it helps push us up in the rankings and everything. And I love to, to hear your guys' thoughts. And if you have any questions that you'd like me to, to answer on the podcast, please, please feel free to email me at Joshua, J-O-S-H-U-A, at dccomicsnews.com. or you can head over to Twitter and uh, you can hit me up there uh, just do use the hashtag DCN mailbag so that's DCN mailbag and uh, I know any questions that you send over I'll make sure to uh, get on the next podcast and always oh, make sure you follow us on all our social medias. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at DC Comics News. We're always dropping stuff—new uh, news, videos, images—you know, every multiple times a day. So definitely check us out there. And as always, read more comics.